0: What they don't want you to know, with your host, Mr. Noriega. Is the government keeping secrets? You bet they are. Here those secrets are revealed, teachers, seven years, researching the common core of the education system. Author Noriega, what they don't want you to know. Welcome to the show. This is a little bit of what you'll get today. Exciting, exciting. Take a look. You have bodies lying on the hallway except the one that was dragged into the hall to the teacher's room and you begin to hear sirens you begin to hear a helicopter coming in now this was the big clicker I'm sitting here recording all this and a helicopter lands in the middle of the field big medical helicopter landing in the field ambulance comes and you see a SWAT team also pull in in this major big uh, truck like vehicle right here we are live coming at you from the back seat of america where we talk politics that's right politics but we don't talk dirty politics here what we talk is right politics what you want to know what you need to know and not any of the washed up mainstream stuff that you know is on a slant towards the dark side what are we talking about here we're talking everything from the left to the right and all the way in between but we're giving it to you live so you understand what's happening and what's happening today in america and what's wrong with america today what can we do to fix it because that's exactly what we need we need to know what there is and what the solutions are so we can get to those solutions so tell a friend, tell two friends if you appreciate truth and if you appreciate everything that this show brings you from the gospel, the doctrine, to political upheaval Welcome back. Thank you for arriving here at this moment of togetherness, of conversation, of intelligent talk. Let's get into some deep subjects and express and be able to understand truth. Truth and um, understanding that they don't want you to know because this is a world like, like the matrix set up in a deceitful manner so that you are locked away. You are encased, you are embottled inside a force field where truth bounces off and you are not encouraged to burst the bubble and you certainly feel comfortable within that womb of lies so let me shake it up for a moment shake up the status quo and bring you truths that they don't they certainly filter you from and that they keep you as far away from as possible. Remember, come back time and time again to listen to your shows, your favorite podcasts, and tell three people about this. Because the way we are able to bring this truth to you is because of your patronage. Thank you for the support. I hope we have many more years. We are on our 10th year now. We have celebrated our 100th episode recently. And so spread this to other people because I want to continue bringing to you live coverage of the events of our lives, unfolding the mysteries and giving you what they don't want you to know. And so today, let's explore certain aspects of Politics. Let's explore, first of all, the Second Amendment that gives us, the citizens of the United States of America, the right to bear arms. Now, mind you, some people in government would have you interpret that amendment to only be included for the standing militia. That's not to be included for the actual citizens of the United States, but absolutely not. You see, the Founding Fathers understood that the vast majority of people are in need to be protected, protected by men and women like you and I, that are valiant, that are willing to do whatever it takes to bring freedom to you. And much like the founding of the Constitution, where these founding fathers were considered rebels, today, in today's world, we need to establish justice. And in order for that justice to be established, there needs to be an absolute strength behind the people. And the strength of the people is arms. The right to bear them, the right to use them. Right to defend yourself. If they come against you and your family, what defense do you have other than your rifle, then your gun? You have no other defense. You may rely solely on government, but as we know, government is eventually corrupt. And so, in order to defend the citizens of the United States of America, the Republic, the Founding Fathers, created the amendment number two to protect its citizens, not only from each other, but from a government gone amok, a government that would come in and destroy your rights, your freedoms, and enslave you. So, I very much believe in the second amendment. I believe in the Constitution of America. I believe that it was founded by righteous men that held visions and dreams in their in their surroundings that entertained angels and were very much aided by heaven and heavenly beings to to create this wonderful union of a republic and so having said that I believe that the Constitution is just as important and if it were not for the Constitution, we would not be able to have the rights and privileges of having religion anywhere the way we have them now. Now, mind you that our religious freedom has been stripped away since COVID-19 began, but what I want to explain is that the Founding Fathers created the Constitution so that we could have our liberties and have them protected. And so, I want to get to the topic at hand, the topic that is in the title, the shooting or mass shootings. We've had one recently. We always have one recently, don't we? There's always something in the news that says we've had a A shooting, a school shooting, a mall shooting. There's always some wacko somewhere that wants to shoot people and then do himself in. And there's always the media hype behind it. But you have to think to yourself a little bit. You have to think, why does the media always jump on board of banning guns? and gun safety, why why are guns so evil in this United States of America? Because you see what happened to countries like Australia that used to have guns, my goodness, with this COVID-19, they treated their citizens as though they were prisoners. No, you cannot go against the government. We'll throw you in jail, we'll beat you, we'll slay you. And we don't care we're not afraid of you we're not afraid you don't have guns (laughs) we're not afraid so why should the government fear you fear attacking your rights if you're disarmed we see a perfect example of that in our wonderful brothers and sisters down under they're disarmed They got their rifles and their muskets and their handguns taken away. And what do you see now? Just a filthy abomination of what was once a free nation. Now that nation is subdued and the citizens are terrorized. Not by foreign enemies, but by its own government. Making it do things that they don't want to do against their own will, against their own freedom. Forcing things like the vaccine on top of them, forcing incredibly long quarantines, banning social gatherings. But more than this, you see a people afraid, afraid of what is happening, afraid of the government, because the only ones that do have guns, of course, you don't ban guns from the government themselves. Oh, no, they can use their weapons, they can use their their sticks on you, you are defenseless. So, does that work? Does that work anywhere? Well, if you want a total militant regime breathing down your neck, taking away your freedoms, then that works, right? That works for them. What they don't want you to know is that the moment that you give up arms, you give up Their fear of you, which fear is great, isn't it? They should fear you. They should fear the people, the citizens, that if they overreach and go too far, the citizens are going to protect their freedom. The government should fear the citizens. They should be afraid of overstepping their bounds. You should not let them feel easy to do whatever the hell they want because they don't have your best interest in mind. They have their best interest in mind. And what is their best interest? Well, the best interest of any government, the best interest of anyone in power is to get more power. I mean, that's how you unleash the beast, isn't it? You give something power, and that thing craves more power. It exists to have rule and dominion. And it grows the more dominion it gets. So why is an entity like a government going to want to shrink? It's not going to want to shrink. It's going to want to grow. So therefore, that growing beast, that monster, before it grows into a dragon, you want that growing monster to be afraid because you want that monster to say, well, if I do grow into a dragon, the citizens that I'm burning at the stake are gonna revolt, and those citizens are going to slay me. And then they're gonna impose a new, softer, more cuddly, perhaps a teddy bear, instead of the dragon. Well, pardon my analogy, but that's the way it is, so. When you're talking about the media jumping on board of all these school shootings and, you know, not to be prophetic or anything, but we're overdue for another one here any season now because we haven't had enough hype in the media lately. So we're overdue. And the very first thing they jump on is how we need to control guns, ban guns, take away guns. And that's their objective. But let me give you a more sinister side of it because as you know i bring you things that are hidden that they don't want you to know about and i've been in the right place at the right time so many occasions in my life gun bands is not an exception in fact i had a rather unique insight from the inside mind you i'm a teacher from the inside to witness what goes on in a school shooting. Now, I'm not telling you I was in a school shooting where many people died, etc. But I was. How am I tricking you there? What's going on? Well, I have first to tell you that I believe that these school shootings, they're a farce. They're not for real. They're, they're fake. Most of them are set up by the government themselves and do people die well sure they die there has to be there has to be martyrs just like in every case the government doesn't care about martyring a few of its citizens so that it can make a point and a point to you and how better to make a point that with a little bit of blood from the children the gadianton robbers the secret society of men have no problem sacrificing children they're doing this on a daily basis they're taking children they're kidnapping them and then they're taking it off take them taking them over to their sacrificial stands and slaying them to satan so this happens all the time they don't have a problem slaying children for the better cause for what their cause is and i was a witness to this now before you get to any conclusions I remind you of my credentials. I have teaching credentials in so many areas. I'm not gonna even name them all right now, but I also have teaching certificates in many of the states. And I have taught so many subjects and been around for so many years teaching in so many districts in so many states. So I've witnessed firsthand what something like a drill, looks like a terrorist drill just like a fire alarm drill these days the past 20 or so years we've begun to have something called terrorist drills and they look something like this they've changed throughout the years they've changed their opinions of what we do as teachers but most of the time what they have to do with is You go in your room, you barricade your door if you can, you put a piece of paper over your door, you lock your door, and you wait for the all clear. This is what a terrorist drill looks like. Well, I was involved in Texas in what could only be called a staging of a terrorist attack. A staging a forgery and a deception upon the American people because I was there live several years ago. And I don't want to say exactly when, because my life was threatened because of this, my family's life. But several years I was teaching in a school here in Texas, a brand new school, a big, huge high school. And they told us teachers that there was going to be another one of these typical terrorist drills. Now, they told us that we were not allowed to go into the halls while this drill. And I can't show you my fingers, but you know, I'm using the quotation marks, drill. And so they told us, you have to stay in your room. You cannot come out of your room. And you cannot look out the window. You have to cover your window. And what we're doing is we're actually bringing in people from the police station to help us out. Now I want to paint a backstory here because when I started work that year, when I started work, I noticed something very strange there was a sheriff's deputy working as a teacher right across the hall from me almost like kindergarten cop he didn't have any quarrel letting us know that he was a sheriff's deputy and he was there he was teaching one of the subjects in school but when since when do you bring in a sheriff's deputy to teach a subject that's that's a policeman for goodness sake. First red flag I saw. And this guy, okay, in Texas, that's fine. They do things differently, was to carry his firearm at all times, and he could have it concealed, whatnot. But again, I had first hand witness here right across the hall. And so we fast forward here to the time when they said, because I interrogated this sheriff's deputy. And I interrogated him and had a small little interview that I recorded. Now, I won't play part of that recording to you now, again, because they threatened my life and my family's life because of it. But in this recording, and mind you, the sheriff or deputy wasn't too taken back that I wanted to ask him several questions. He was only taken back when I told him if I could share that, those questions with my followers, with my fans. Oh, red flag for him, right? I can't. No social media sharing about what we've just discussed. But what we just discussed was the following. They were going to have him be a shooter in this drill. Now they didn't tell us, the teachers, exactly what was going on in this drill, but he did. I went to his room. I became a little bit of buddy-buddy with him. And so he didn't have problems sharing with me the information. He was to be the shooter. He was to go a little bit nuts. And then he was to go downstairs, down the hall, shoot several students, kill maybe three students, and then come upstairs Shoot several students more, kill a couple more, and then he was to shoot himself in the head and die. He explained to me that there was going to be a helicopter involved where the paramedics would rush in after the sheriff's department, etc., would come in to give the all clear. And it was a big production, a big deal. Well, I was rather taken back, I was shocked. I did not realize what was going on. I thought to myself, this is very strange. Why would in the world that they have a sheriff's deputy acting as a gunman in our high school, brand new high school in Texas? It's going to only be one of two things. Either Santa Claus granted them millions of dollars for doing this, or something is amiss. Well, Day of production came in, and as you know, us teachers were told once again, go to your room, we're going to start the drill in a few minutes. So we went into our rooms. We didn't have any, uh, any students with us because it was a couple days before officially school started. So the situation was this. School is going to start in a couple days. We're doing this big production. Go to your rooms, pretend they're students, hide behind your desk, cover the manhole. Don't look out. Drill starts. And I, of course, am not going to follow regulations. I want to see what the hell's going on. Because let me tell you, this is weird. It's beyond weird it is obviously that I've landed once again in the middle of a conspiracy and I'm able to record what's happening. So I get out my phone and the thing is there were several teachers in my room because we had stations. So the teachers were supposed to be with each other. Now, what do teachers love to do? They love to tell on each other. That's why they're teachers. They love to follow the rules. So even though it was on set at the time, the reason that they gathered us all together and put us in one place, several of us, several groups, there were probably six groups, each group with about 10, 15 teachers, all taking the role of a classroom full of students. Why would they put us together? To ensure that nobody else breaks the rules. So there are my lemming teacher friends, and they're cuddled and huddled in the corner playing chicken. (laughs) Of course, they have objections when I stand up and I go to the door, put down the cover, oh, you're not supposed to do that, you're not supposed to do that, and look outside. Now, what I saw before me was a scene that you would not believe. Only a Hollywood production, mind you, can do such a scene. So here is what I observed when they said action, or the metaphorical action. The very first thing that jumps in my eyes, the scene of Carnage, there is a teenager, or rather a teenage actor, because they brought it actors. I want you to understand that this was like a stage production a Hollywood big film production that I estimate that cost them at least a million dollars to produce. And when I'm saying a million dollars, you're going to understand why. Because of the special effects and everything else involved with this. So again, I open the, the little thing and the first thing I see is a scene of carnage. There is a teenage girl, actor of course, must have been maybe in, uh, you know, maybe 17, 18 years old, but she has um, blood all over her, uh, blood over her hands, uh, blood coming out of her, the side of her uh, face, and uh, she is running wild and desperately towards the doors, screaming, help, help, let me in, let me into the classroom, help, help. The teenage girl Screaming desperately, pounding at every single door. Now, the teachers in my room are getting a little bit tense because if you can imagine the horror that these liberal teachers have been placed through, they, even now, today, while I'm teaching, they are terrified, mortified of a real shooting event. You know, a one in a million chance, first of all, easier to get in a car accident or to get hit by a car. But They're terrified, they're mortified, and so they're constantly, uh, you know, mentioning, oh, if this were to happen to us, and they're tense, and so you can imagine them hearing this very realistic sound outside, they are going nuts, and when I say going nuts, a couple of them are screaming softly, and how do you have a soft scream, Uh, it's more of a whimpering scream, a crying scream. The girls, of course, you know, they can't handle it. They've probably been through uh, therapy most of their life, as liberal teachers usually are. And uh, they're, you know, they're, they're, they can't handle it. Here's this reality happening in front of them, and they can't differentiate reality and, and fiction because the fiction that's on TV is portrayed as reality. And this whole thing is made up anyway. And so here we are in a made up live scene that they're most surely gonna to report to the news goes as follows. So you have this teenage girl rampaging, screaming her head off, wanting to get inside one of the classrooms saying, save me, let me in, there's a killer on the loose. You can imagine it. Now, I'm already going outside because I'm watching all this through the window. The teachers are telling me to sit down and hush, sit down and hush. As I'm going outside, the teenage girl gets shot in the back, okay? The killer has has shot her in the back. Blood is spurting everywhere. Hollywood scene here, okay? Real, actual uh, gunshots and explosives. Now, I myself have played in a couple of Hollywood, not big Hollywood productions, but small ones. I've acted several times when I was younger. I even played a motorcycle vigilante that got shot in the head. I remember them placing the explosives in the helmet and being a little worried about it, asking the special effects crew if there was a possibility of getting killed because of this special effect. And They said it does happen, but it happens rarely. So there was really nothing to worry about. This is why I could easily detect the amount of work that went into this, Uh, it took hours for them to place that charge in my helmet, make sure it's accurate, etc. Same thing with this girl. For her to have blood coming out, spattering out, was a major production. And I'm I'm saying, uh, again, a small production could have done it, but in the way that they had it was so lifelike that it must have been some major producers that did this particular carnage scene now mind you the girl got shot fell dead on the floor blood everywhere as i was outside there was another teacher who lost it this is a male teacher and we were on the first floor so Another male teacher lost sense of reality again because we all are confused as to what reality is. I mean, this looked real and what they present in the uh, 10 o'clock news looks real, but it's just the same, another production. And so this teacher lost grip of reality and pulled the girl inside his classroom for safety because by this time everybody... Uh, is mixed up within the world of reality and fiction, what's going on. Loses it, pulls the girl in. Now, the gunman, which is my um, neighbor teacher, again, deputy, the sheriff's deputy, is rampaging through this school. You could hear shootings everywhere. Kids are running down the hall, all actors, again, every single one of them. So they're running down the halls, and um the gunman goes upstairs pop 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 you can hear kids are just desperate the gunman pops another three students total of five and then goes towards his room and pops himself in the head falls dead again all special effects now By this time, the halls, the lockers on the sides, and the walls are splattered. I mean splattered with blood everywhere. You have bodies lying on the hallway except the one that was dragged into the hall, to the teacher's room, and you begin to hear sirens, you begin to hear a helicopter coming in. Now, this was the big clicker, I'm sitting here recording all this. And a helicopter lands in the middle of the field. Big medical helicopter landing in the field. Ambulance comes. And you see a SWAT team also pull in in this major, big uh, truck-like vehicle. SWAT comes out. Now, it's not SWAT. It is FBI men at this time. They look like SWAT, but you can see that they're FBI members. Uh, They got the earpieces, and they're not exactly dressed like SWAT members, but they're acting like SWAT. They come in. They act as one would expect them to act, as we see in the movies a thousand times with one leading the other. They're clearing the hallways, and here I am watching all of this, trying to hide. I'm back in the room taking photographs taking pictures taking video they come in and they go upstairs after they've cleared I don't see what's happening upstairs but afterward I talked to the deputy again debriefing with him he explained what happened he had done everything I had just said to you that's where I got the information from five total dead and had shot himself uh, right on the outside of his, uh, of his room. And so the FBI unit uh, acting as SWAT came in, cleared the hallways, went upstairs, found him dead, radioed in, and then gave the all clear. By this time, the student actors are being escorted out and the injured actors, when that's all done, This is all happening in a matter of minutes, okay? When this is all done, then the FBI uh, stands guard at the entrances and you have the medical units come in. The Medi uh, helicopter is there, has landed, and you have these emergency medical personnel rush into the building. Now, remember that one teacher has gone a little bit nuts. And so they've pulled the girl that's supposed to be dead from the hallway to the, the room inside. Since they've all been scripted and since they have rehearsed this a million times, the EMTs come in and they know where the bodies are supposed to lie. They're picking up bodies, the five victims, but they're missing one. So chaos breaks loose. Where's the body? Where's the body? What's happened? Uh, they've spent an incredible amount of money just to get a, the EMT uh, helicopter over there. I don't know how much that takes. We're, we're looking at uh, just for the uh, taking. Again, this is not a cheap operation. You know, send uh, an ambulance, send two ambulances. No, they've sent an ambulance, a second ambulance, a fire Truck, they have sent a helicopter that lands in the field, and many, many EMTs rushing in, and a platoon of FBI agents, a platoon. And so going in there with their guns holstered, etc., in the scene of carnage, this Hollywood production that is incredible. They've spent easily a million dollars. And the whole point is the whole school is theirs. The whole school is theirs to use and utilize for this Hollywood production. So where is the body? <laughs> uh, now, this teacher got reprimanded that took in the body. You shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done that, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, the reality is that this pic, this uh, teacher was had gone mad. And, uh, they offered all of us teachers... As a general rule, they offered all of us, uh, gave us uh, ample opportunity to have free psychiatric treatment after this because many teachers were saying they were feeling, once again, apprehensive and stressed out about the whole situation. Now, who wouldn't? If you're a liberal that is constantly afraid, why wouldn't you feel like uh there's something that you need to go in and see your therapist about real real hilarious to me but uh getting back to this production missing body they find the body there you know the fbi agents are are knocking at every door we're not supposed to answer but they're insisting teacher answers the door body is found And the MTs come in, they improvise, they put the body on the stretcher, take it out to the ambulance. Ambulances all go away. Um, One of the victims, uh, I don't know whether they were supposed to be dead or alive, is put into the helicopter. Helicopter takes off. And then you have the FBI agents roaming the hall. Now, at this point, at this point, we're finally released. And I think it was premature because you should have seen the reaction of the other teachers. The other teachers have been huddled in a little corner and all they can hear is screams, yelling, uh, shooting, and they're terrified out of their minds. So prematurely and badly planned, these conspirators let out the teachers of their rooms. They, They say, "Okay, it's all clear. You can come out. But they haven't cleaned up. So we have, uh, you know, maybe a hundred and so on, uh, you know, however many teachers a big high school has with, uh, you know, 4,000 students, something like this. Probably 150 teachers are coming out of rooms, uh, probably six different rooms upstairs and downstairs. And the scene before them looks like, you, you ever see that movie Carrie in the... 1970s she had the mental powers and she she um got the blood the pig's blood spilt on her remember that where there was blood everywhere and these 70s horror shows the one thing i remember from the 70s horror shows the, the most important thing about him was the blood right there had to be an excess of blood i mean these guys went completely out of their mind putting blood everywhere Whenever there was a slasher or a murder or a carry <laughs> involved with the situation, right? They might as well be in a swimming pool full of blood. So, same situation here. I think they went a little bit overboard, but everything was blood. The floors had blood, the, the lockers had blood on them, uh, the walls were splattered with blood, and the handprints. I mean, these actors went above and beyond, right? They grabbed the walls, they scratched them. They, they, they made handprints on them. And it just looked like a scene from any horrible, horrible uh, terror show. You know, something that you would curl up and, and um, you know, shriek from. Uh, he, this is a Freddy Krueger. This is a, this is a uh, uh, Halloween, you know, Michael Myers situation. So everybody's panicking when they come outside. I am still filming and there are FBI agents, you know, uh, kind of leading the teachers where they should go. Uh, There's a lot of teachers there. We're supposed to go, uh, you know, down the hall, this kind of thing. A teacher is taking pictures of the blood. I'm filming. I see an FBI agent. um, His eye twinkles on mine. He sees I'm recording. He comments to my principal, who's by him. Some words I don't understand, but I know what the words are because I can tell what's going on at this point. Get that man. To cut a long story shorter, I find myself in the principal's office with several FBI agents. One of them is looking at me sideways, not speaking, but the other FBI agent doesn't speak to me. He only speaks to the principal, as if he is a translator between the government and myself. And he's making threats, basically. They've taken my phone, my right to have a phone, and they're looking through it. They're asking me to erase all footage and all pictures that I've taken. Under threat, mind you, at this point, I felt threatened. Um, not only had they threatened my my job at this point, but I feel with their innuendos that they had made, and they made sure to make them innuendos because they weren't straight, we're going to come out and murder your family, but they were significant enough and easy enough to understand that I was able to know if if I'm not showing them that these videos are completely removed from my phone, I'm in big trouble. Now, ask yourself the following. Why? why? Why would it be so important to hide this from anybody? I'm a small-time guy. They probably looked at my um, whole FBI file uh, finding it clean. Uh, it has a little show, a little podcast, a couple YouTube channels. Why would they ever care about me exposing this story to, say, uh, 20,000, 50,000 people? Why would they care? You know, did you upload this? That was a question the the, the very direct question from the principal. We want to know if you uploaded this to your live stream. And if so, uh, you're in big trouble. You better delete that now. Is it upstream? They want to they they drilled me, asked me half a dozen times. Did I upload that video? Did I upload any part of my video? Did I upload any audio? Did I upload anything? Half a dozen times until they were halfway convinced, but then came the warning and it was very ambiguous. However, it was clear to me that they were giving me the message that I better have not uploaded something. And if they find out that it was uploaded, that me, myself and my family are going to find ourselves dead. We're going to find ourselves floating in some kind of uh, Mississippi River or something like that. So after I promised them that there was no upload, which unfortunately I had even my backups not going at the time. Ridiculous, I know. But who would have expected? You never expect this kind of thing. You never expect to be hauled into the principal's office by an FBI agent and the principal and a couple other agents and get get your rights as a citizen get your rights as an American taken from you freedom of press freedom to have speech uh, freedom to share information you never would think that those kind of things are gonna happen to you today so you better have your uh, Google backups drive on what for what the, the question is why? Why would they even care? Why would they go through such measure and pain to, first of all, create such a intricate and expensive so-called drill? <laughs> My goodness, if you're an idiot, you're going to believe that. Why would they go through such trouble and such expenditure? And number two, why would they not want me to release it? Obviously, they were filming. They were shooting everything why why would i not be allowed to put this out in the media well think about it i'll tell you why not because if all of a sudden on the eight o'clock news or on the six o'clock news on the news flash all day is the newest school shooting and so many victims and sheriff's deputy gone wild shooting five kids if that's on the news and i come out and say no it's not real here i got some proof and i upload the video of all the of all the shenanigans can you imagine the conspiracy i'd break open of course they don't want this live of course now if you think about it whatever they were planning whoever they were planning to kill for real and put it up on the six o'clock news and make you think that you have to throw away your guns whoever whatever that was going to happen it got prevented Because in reality, they don't know, do they? They don't know if I have a copy or not. They can't risk it. They put it on the 6 o'clock news, and I come around and show how it's all fake, and then who killed the kids, the real kids? Or, think about this. What do they have to do inside the school once they spend all this money on their production? Because did you know, did you know, that after all these shootings, they always burn down the school. There's no evidence. There's no bullet holes. There's no holes in the concrete. The bullets are stuck here. There's there's none of that because we can't see the evidence. The evidence is always taken away. Doesn't that sound suspicious to you? I mean, here in this thing that I went through, all they would have had to do was shoot a couple innocent people And then they would have had themselves a school shooting, a genuine school shooting. Burn down the school, no more evidence. It's a crying fest. People were killed. Something is going on. Now, I also want to paint a picture of what happened in the aftermath because in the aftermath, when the teachers were released, I want to paint a picture to you of the cleanup crew. This was incredible. This cleanup crew came in and started wiping down the floors, wiping down the lockers, the walls, even some blood splattered on the ceiling. They came in with their ladders, their team, their sprays, some chemical compound, who knows what it was. And in a matter of what must have been minutes, I kid you not, the school was clean. There was not one evidence of anything that had happened. I was a first-hand witness to all of this. I was threatened and I was fired just a couple days later. For what? For filming the truth. So now I bring you witness of what they don't want you to know. They want you to throw away your guns, to give up your guns, but they don't want you to know. Is that this is your God-given right, your constitutional right, and everything else is a big lie, a farce. One great production. One great production. What they don't want you to know with your host, Mr. Noriega. Is the government keeping secrets? You bet they are. Here, hear those secrets are revealed, teachers, seven years researching the common core of the education system. Author Noriega. What they don't want you to know.